Okay, so Harlan, I, I I thought of a cool way to introduce this episode. Do you want to introduce it while I just give you some backing music? Just a nerd. Sure, sure. Right. Um, wait, bom, wait, bom. wait, wait, no, restart it, restart it. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. Bom, Welcome to HG Movie Talk. I'm your bom, co-host, bom, bom, Fluffy Duffy, bom, and I'm joined here by bom, my other co-host, bom, Dean bom, Speens. Bom. Am I How are you, off? Dean? How are you, Dean? I'm good. Was I putting you off with that intro? A little bit, because I, I call myself a co-host, which I am. I guess I am a co-host. But we are both co-hosts. But typically, when you're introducing yourself, you say you're the host with my co-host. Wow, don't give the audience too much a peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, you know us. We're so professional. <laughs> anyway, yeah. if you couldn't tell by my very accurate um, intro, today we're talking about the Batman. Boom. Bom, 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 wow. Look bom. at you go. It's stuck in my it's been stuck in my head since I watched this. <laughs> but movie. we're not just talking about the Batman. No, today. we're not. We're comparing the Batman to the Batman. To the all the That's Batman. a good title. You think the so? Batman versus the Batman. Um okay, so basically we're doing a little competition <laughs> here. We have yes. 12 categories of what makes a Batman movie a Batman movie. And we're going to go through them one by one and say, does the Batman have the best of this? Or does the Dark Knight have the best of this? Or does another Batman movie have the best of this? But it will probably be the Dark Knight. <laughs> Most likely. I mean, actually, no, I can think of one category specifically where it is not the case. Yeah, um, me too. Anyway, before we, we get into that, do you think we should just give like 10 seconds general thoughts on the Batman? Sure. Do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first. I don't actually know what you thought of this movie because we haven't talked about it and I haven't watched your videos about it. Um, I Okay, so I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun time. I thought it was the best Batman. Um, however, I will say I, I just saw it a second time last night. Oh, yeah? Not as fun on the rewatch. It's interesting. I've only seen it the once and I loved it. And I kind of want to say it's one of my favorite superhero movies ever. And it, it may, may also just be because it was late at night. And also, yeah. I watched it twice within 48 hours. So a, a far away part of my mind wants me to call this my favorite live action superhero movie. But I definitely will have to watch it a few more times before I say anything that drastic. I think I will always be biased to like Spider-Man No Way Home. Like whenever yeah. I think like I but that's that that is a movie made for me. Yeah, yeah. So, and I feel like this movie is kind of made for me, and we will get into that. Oh, 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 will we? But before we do, should we start off with category number one of 12? Yes, category number one. This of is the 12. Harlan of categories <laughs> attractive actors. Oh, that's so nice of you, Dean. The Batman does have the most attractive <laughs> actors. That isn't a category, but Robert Pattinson wins. I'm sorry, no one comes close. He's thinking about it. Heath Ledger, maybe, but not in George the Clooney? Yeah, I prefer Robert Pattinson. Yeah, but George Clooney in his prime. Yeah, but have you not seen Robert Pattinson on the red carpet for this? That guy. Okay, that that is it. He's not attractive in the movie. No. But, well. Yeah, he has his moments. Anyway, <laughs> villains. Villain, yes. How quickly did we start talking villains. about shirtless Robert Pattinson? That was impressive. I was <laughs> not talking about shirtless Robert Pattinson. That was all you, buddy. I was. I was I, not. I, will, I will admit it. I was talking about shirtless. <laughs> he does have one unnecessary shirtless scene in this movie. Yeah, they just had to, he, they just had to show it off. Like, why yeah, would he do no, all that like, work? 
all the other shirt shirtless scenes in superhero movies are usually like them working out or something like that. Well, he was—he was just doing okay. some detective work, shirtless. Yeah, anyway, leave it. Leave they were well. like, "Oh, boring detective stuff. How can we make this more interesting?" Shirtless. This is <laughs> sidetracked so quickly. Villains. Villains. We get a few villains in this movie. Should we talk about the villains and then compare it? Yeah. So we have the Riddler, Paul Dano, the Penguin, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell, and uh, maybe Falcone. You'll say as well. Falcone. Falcone. Who's John Turturro? Yes, who is awesome in Zohan. Have you ever seen the movie, like the Don't Mess with Zohan, the Adam no. Sandler movie? No. Oh, Why so... are you talking? Why, where's this come from? Is That's that, what, is that your frame gonna... of reference for John Turturro? Yes. Okay. What's your frame of reference for um, Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell, um, I just don't, I just like know him as an actor from various things, but like I've never seen The Lobster. I, I kind of, I kind of want to say um, Daredevil. Oh, is Bullseye? Yeah, I kind of. I just like, I just know him as an actor, but like, I, if you ask me to name like a favorite performance from him, I probably wouldn't be able to answer you. Uh, anyway, we this is sidetracked. Uh, well, actually, it's this, but like, besides, yeah. Should we should we start with um, Falcone? Because like, he's the le- he's the he's the lesser known of the three, and like the smallest impact and i think in previous batman movies the mobsters have always been the boring characters yes they've that always, is true they've always just been characters for like like we keep talking about the dark knight but it's always just been for characters for um heath ledger's joker just kind of be like bounce off of or in batman begins it's kind of just characters for batman to beat up before he meets scarecrow and ray shargul exactly yeah and in this i think he's a He's a very compelling character, and I think there is an interesting performance here, and there's really strong moments for this character. Oh uh, yeah, totally. I think that this is the this is the first Batman movie to make the non supervillains interesting. Yeah, and I, I think I think there is really interesting elements in. We should say spoilers for this entire movie before we. Yes, yes, spoilers, especially because there's one villain we forgot to mention. Ooh, Jared Leto appears as the Joker. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Penguin. Penguin, I loved him. I'm so how, happy we're getting an HBO Max show. Unlike Colin, I know this is what everyone's talking about, but this is like the opposite of Jared Leto in House of Gucci. Yes. Because, <laughs> because please explain this to me. He's wearing big fat prosthetics and he's doing a silly accent and it oh, works. Just just so you know, I, w- I figured this out earlier. House of Gucci, Jared Leto, his character's wearing a fat suit. Mm-hmm. The guy in real life, it's thin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that, but... Oh, okay, uh, the next superhero movie to come out after the Batman is another Bat-themed one, and that's... <sighs> anyway, um, I th- he was the comedic relief of this movie, and that isn't saying a lot because there's not much comedy in this movie. Yeah. And that's not yeah. a complaint. I'm not bothered by that because it's not that. No, sort if, of movie. It, it felt natural. Like it exactly. Didn't... It's not that sort of movie. So if we're talking Penguin, I loved this version of Penguin and I think he's my favorite Penguin. I, 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 I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Batman Returns. Do you not? It's, that one's weird because he's like some kind of mutant thing. Mm. Like he's a weird creature in that. But they're, they're, I like, 
I, he he really is. He sounds very with my limited um, American knowledge. He's like such a New Yorker mobster because he's like, yeah. hey, you are you the, you know? Yeah. Go on, you were about really to do it then. I saw your face. Well, I could I couldn't remember it. a line he said. No. Ah, what is this? Good cop, bad shit cop. Hey, what is it? Good cop, bad the cop. He says bat shit cop, and I'm like, that's a good joke. Um, and he does a little waddle when he's got the cuffs around his. Yeah, because he's the penguin. Oh yeah, the good no, the the line from this movie who I think of this penguin is he goes, I got you, ha <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, so good penguin. So so far penguin. we're saying best penguin, best mobster, Riddler, best Riddler. Just gonna say that now. Yeah. And that's coming. I both of us are massive Jim Carrey fans. Yes. And I don't dislike I I'm definitely more a Jim Carrey fan than you are. <laughs> okay, sure. My Truman show poster is coming off the wall. Can you see that from here? Yeah, because he's like, oh my gosh. I'm this gonna, person doesn't this person doesn't this person doesn't like dumb and dumber. I'm going to fall off now. Anyway, um, yeah. Do you wanna do you want me do you wanna give you, us your Paul Dano thoughts? You're a Paul Dano fan, are you? Are you... I love Paul Dano. He's yeah. in my favorite movie of all time, Prisoners. Who's also really good, and there will be blood. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen him in anything else though. I've seen him in Little Miss Sunshine. Never seen that. I've wanted to get that movie actually, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I, so, I think he's really good in this. Yes, he and is he def- really good. He's really creepy. Like, there's the opening where he just like just kills the guy, and it is just proper unhinged. And it's really like obviously you most Batman villains are on a level of deranged, but this like feels like something else. Yes, and I'm not saying that in a way like oh this is better than any of them or this is worse than any of them, but it's just something different. And I remember watching the trailer. In the trailer, you get the bit where he's behind the um the bars in the prison and batman's talking to him and and the bit that do you remember the trade one of the trailers opens with him getting arrested Mm -hmm. i remember i might have said this to you at the time i remember complaining and i was like oh ever since the dark knight every superhero film has to do the oh the villain gets captured on purpose thing and like the dark knight was the first movie to do that because heath ledger's joker gets like arrested but it's all part of his plan blah 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 and like, and then they did that in Avengers, and they do that in so many superhero movies. And I remember seeing the trailer. I'm like, oh, they're doing this dumb trope again. The posters come off the wall again. Um, they're doing, they're doing that dumb trope again, and it wasn't that. And I, what I found about what this villain really refreshing was like a good Batman villain. He's obsessed with Batman and everything, but he, in his mind, he thinks he's working with Batman, and him and Batman have been pals this entire time. And that scene in the prison is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because there's such an interesting perception between these two characters because the Riddler didn't realize that the Batman was trying to stop him. And he just thought that, oh, we're on the same wavelength. He he kind of sees... So in this movie, the Batman like has is out for war for Gotham. Like he's waged a war for Gotham. And this Riddler has kind of waged a war at Gotham. Right. And because of, we'll talk about Batman more later, but because of how he's kind of just been reckless with how he does things, the Riddler just views him as, oh, we've got the same goals. We're trying to do the same thing here. 
he's been working with me this entire time. And I think Paul Dano does a really good job at the moment where he realizes, oh, this guy isn't on my side. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think... One thing that, like, in that specific scene, one thing that was really cool was how you went into it thinking the Riddler knew who yeah bruce wayne was and he just goes bruce wayne and you and then like it shows the camera and you're like oh right oh and it it's executed so well right because like in your mind when you're seeing that there's like oh there's he knows like this is like yeah yeah but yeah that and, was and, super well done and panton does such a good job in this moment it's number one he's really worried to begin with and you like see that even though he's like, like wearing the mask you see that in his face mm-hmm. and then it switches to relief and then it switches to kind of like guilt when he realizes what the Riddler has seen this relationship as the entire time. Right. And he and goes through like those stages really well. Anger. And what I also really liked about this scene was I'm glad we didn't see Batman's origin in this movie because obviously we don't need to. Right. But they definitely gave us a new perception on it in this movie when, when the Riddler's in this scene, he's like, oh, Bruce Wayne isn't an orphan because he was raised in his tower being an orphan is having a baby die once every winter because it's so cold and everything like that mm-hmm. and you're sitting there you're like oh yeah batman kind of is just this privileged right and yeah and i think that was really compelling when when the riddler was like oh bruce wayne's never struggled in his life and like the entire point of batman was something so traumatic happened to him when he was younger that he's this messed up now right and i think that parallel between the two worked really well Definitely. Okay, so is he the is this the best Batman villain? Short answer, I think I'll go with no. Yeah, I think I think I've come to this. When it comes to Heath Ledger Heath Ledger's Joker, it is just um It's something else. It's just like nothing you can touch. Like I think poor Barry Keegan. <laughs> oh yeah, we if, need to talk about that as well, actually. Um, because I think I think they they went really ballsy with the Joker cameo in this movie. I don't like I, that. That's my least favorite part of the movie. I think it kind of fell on its face. And that's the one thing I see a lot of people complain about. That's my least favorite part of the movie, I think. Because mo I feel like I don't have a problem with Barry Keegan playing the Joker at all. I don't have an issue with that i think he will do fine and i don't have an issue with his performance in this scene i think his laugh's a little off paul dano's laugh is a better joker laugh than barry King's that's interesting laugh. i feel like you just need to see the full performance before like i don't have an issue with him being cast or any of the performance i just in my mind my one issue with the scene is i'm just sitting the entire movie and i just feel like dread because i'm like i don't want to see the joker again right and i think I was I was watching a Matt Reeves interview and supposedly for have you have you heard about like the backstory of this Joker at all? Yeah. How you like he has this this Joker, this Joker in the Batman has this disorder where he literally can't stop smiling. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. And, and they that, might like, always change that, but there was an there was a deleted scene. Because this is very heavily based off the comic book, The Long Halloween, which is one of the few comic books I have read. And there's a bit in that when Batman's trying to figure out what Riddler's doing. So he goes to prison and he talks to Calendar Man, who's like a similar supervillain. 
And they had a scene in this movie originally where like halfway through Batman goes to prison and talks to the Joker. Oh, really? And this scene was filmed, I think, and, and like they just deleted it and switched it out for this one. Which I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I just don't, it, I don't want to see him again. It doesn't fit. Like it, it feels yeah. unnecessary. I'm, I, I would, if, if I, so there's a comic book arc, which I haven't read, but I've heard enough about called the, the war of jokes and riddles where like the Joker and Riddler have a war for Gotham and Batman's in the middle. And I would be happy to see that in a third movie, I think. Like, if they made a Joker, the next movie, a Joker movie. But, like, also, give... I loved having Riddler as the main villain in this because it's something we haven't seen before. I don't want to see... I want to see Mr. Freeze. I want to see... Mr. Freeze, Brian Poison Cranston. Ivy. Could you imagine Brian Cranston as Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Would that be perfect? Yeah. Just... I don't know how well Mr. Freeze would fit into this world, but just give us someone else. Well, Mr. Freeze, I think, could, like, they would do it in a way where it would make sense. You I think you I mean? could do a really good scarecrow in this world. But anyway, so so we got to the point, so we're saying it doesn't have the best villains. Yes, I think... Which is, I, it, it, I guess it kind of depends how you look at it, because if you look at all the villains overall in this movie compared to all the villains overall in, let's say, The Dark Knight, because I think we both agree that's the best. I don't think it's that far behind at all. No, but I think, like, it's... In my eyes, it's kind of like apples and oranges. Yeah, I know what you mean. But like, in, in my mind, I'm in my mind, I'm like, I prefer this Penguin and, and um, Falcone to Two-Face in that movie. Yes, and but also it's like, I'm, like, I can confidently say, even if, like, Paul Dano's character was mind-bogglingly good like even like even if it was as good as he as Heath Ledger's Joker performance wise it still wouldn't be the same I yeah I get that I'm I'm not saying I think one day there can be something to beat that as a supervillain performance maybe but it like literally has to be earth-shattering yeah and I I think I think that's kind of just because my thoughts on seeing so much of the Joker I feel like if they did Brian Cranston as Mr. Freeze and it worked really well I think there is every possibility I could prefer that that's true that is very anyway true. we spent ages on that first one but that was a big one yes there was a really big one number two Alfred what did you think of I love Andy Serkis as an actor I and as a really guy. loved Andy Serkis in this movie dude that's int- I just don't think we saw enough of him we didn't see nothing, but we but we did like this, even like the small character moments when like he instinctively threw the bomb and took cover. Yeah, yeah. I thought is more Alfred that we've seen than I I did think that because there were you did out of all the Alfreds, you do see this one as the guy with military training and all of that. Yeah. And okay, so it obviously we can't talk about any of these categories without talking about Batman. We will talk about Batman in more depth later. But yes. so obviously this is a very early, this is year two Batman. This is very early on. And I think you really see that in the relationship between Alfred and Batman. And, yeah, because he doesn't Wayne. really want him to be doing this that much. He gets it, but he's not really. Yeah. And I th- I think I did. I did just say my favorite scene of the movie was the one in the prison, but I've changed my mind. My favorite scene of the movie might be the one when Alfred's in hospital. Because mm, I really think good. that's the one scene where you see like real, I think that's, We'll talk about Bruce Wayne as well later, but I think this is the one scene Bruce Wayne is in. 
if that makes yeah. any sense. Because he kind of has a moment with Alfred where he's like, I've been pushing Alfred away because obviously I'm so hurt about what happened to my parents and I don't want to lose you. And I think they have a real heart to heart. And I think he is, I really like how Alfred is so committed to Thomas and Martha Wayne and he's still helping out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Side note. What do you think? Do you think it's the best Alfred? Before, I just want to say, I appreciated, I don't know if you would be aware of this, that they had Aunt Harriet in this movie, who was the other, who was the lady working at um, Wayne's house. Aunt Harriet was made as a character because in the 66 TV show and movie, they didn't want, they, they wanted a woman to live in that house because they didn't want the audience to think that Batman and Robin were gay. So they created this character called Aunt Harriet who lived in Wayne Manor with them and now she's in this movie. And I just thought <laughs> that's a nice touch. That is a nice touch. There was a few 60, like in Wayne Manor, you, there was, I don't know if you're sure, there was a Shakespeare bust. And in the 66, that's how you press the button to get into the thing. Oh, interesting. I didn't even pick up on and that. And there were bits, there were bits, I don't know, I think this is just me looking into it, when he was, when Batman was wearing his suit and like it looked like it had the white eyebrows that the 66 suit had on. Yeah, I totally did have that a little bit. And I think that that was delivered. Anyway, Alfred, I don't think this is the best Alfred. Who do you think is the best Alfred? Michael Caine? Hello, I'm Michael Caine. And I just think it's 100% the only reason I say that is because we didn't see enough of him. I think this is my personal favorite, Alfred. Okay. Oh, uh, we're yes. gonna have to come to a consensus. I just think, you know, I'll give you Michael King. No, I was I about, like... I was literally about to say, I'll give it to you. Because if oh, this, scissors, if this Alfred, okay, uh, if this Alfred, I just want to say, if this Alfred got as much screen time as um, Michael Kane, he would probably be my favorite. Okay, no, I, I you've won me over. I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> okay, I, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, Andy Circus. What a legend. So that is 1-0 at the moment. 1-1, one, one, okay. sorry. 1-1. One, one. Okay. Number two? Three? Number three, Gordon. Jim Gordon. Lieutenant Gordon. Lieutenant, this yeah. Movie? Lieutenant, we call them in the UK, but let's not get into that. Um, okay. Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> I straight really out of the gate. This is my favorite. I think so too. I think we get I, the most dynamic. Yeah. And I do really like, I keep, we talk about the Dark Knight trilogy, but that also does have the best Jim Gordon. Nobody cares about J.K. Simmons. Jake, he did really does anything in Justice League. Yeah. And I love J.K. Simmons. He's my favorite actor out of everyone who's played Jim Gordon. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I really, what I really liked about this movie was that it felt like a sequel to a Batman origin story, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it did. So there's, so like already in this movie, Batman and Jim Gordon work together and Batman's coming onto crime scenes and he works with the police more than he ever really does. And I just like seeing that because they could have just done an entire movie of, oh, I don't know about this Batman. Should I trust him? Should we work together? Oh, this is the first time we met each other. We've seen all of that. Right. They, just, they were like, oh yeah, these guys work together. The bat signals up on the roof. And I think also, like, I think, oh, what's his name? What's the guy who plays Professor Professor Gordon, Jim Gordon in the Dark Knight trilogy? Oh, um, it'll come to me in a second. I'll look it up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How could we forget this? I keep, I just always think he looks like Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, go on, say what you were going to say, and I'll find the name. 
he's really good. Yeah. And I think Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, man. He is and good. And I think he delivers a very it, it's a very close call for me because mm-hmm. they're very similar. However, I feel like in this one, everybody's kind of like, what are you doing, dude? And he really has to stick to his gun and be like, no, I trust this guy. I'm with you. And I I, I really like the scene of Batman escaping Gotham um, PD. Yeah. And I like that moment of him being like, hey, you, you got to get out of here. And Batman's like, hey, but you're not going to, you're not going <laughs> to. Pardon me. He's like, Bless you. he's like, oh yeah, but you're gonna get in trouble and blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, just punch me then. And then, and then, one of the few jokes in the movie was later on when Jim Gordon's like, oh, you could have pulled that punch. And I did. Goes, I did. Okay. Um, next up, are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. Catwoman, Zoe okay. Kravitz, Selena Kyle. I am going to say she is the best Catwoman. Because you haven't seen Batman, you don't remember Batman Returns. I haven't seen Michelle Pfeiffer. I remember Batman Returns, and I think I prefer this Catwoman. And I okay. kind of, I kind of like it because she is just doing her own thing. And I am going to mention the Dark Dark Knight Rises just because that Catwoman was forgettable. Yeah. Um, this is probably an off-pod conversation. Uh, next week for the Silver Lining, do you want to talk about Catwoman the movie? <laughs> Not really, but I think <laughs> we can talk about it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, because because she's kind of like a lot of the times with love interests in superhero movies, they're like chasing after the lead, like the protagonist. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, Batman's kind of chasing after her, and like the story revolves around her, and Batman's kind of like keeping up. Yeah, I don't feel like either one are serving for the story of the other you know what i mean it's just like they're both doing their own thing and their paths just happen to constantly collide and that's just how it is and putting her as the uh daughter of falcon was interesting as well yes that made the movie much more interesting one complaint i think their first kiss was a little unearned and i think i think the second one would have been a better first kiss yeah i'm with you on that one okay it's that Catwoman talked about. I think that's Catwoman talked about. It was good and good action as well. I liked it when she was like, you saw hints of her normal thing when she's like um, using a rope to like knock people over. Yeah, I wish my friend said this when we walked out of the movie. We He wishes he heard like a whip crack. I yeah, I feel like it kind of was, they had things like this. Like there was a moment where Batman hits a fire extinguisher and smoke appears and he disappears. Yeah. And I feel like that moment is kind of in that moment, Batman's kind of like, oh, I should, you know, use smoke bombs. And yeah. I and I feel like this could be you could say a similar thing for Catwoman because it is kind of both of them still finding their feet. And there there's talk, I think they're in early talks for giving her her own movie, and I would love that. Me too. I think that'd be really cool. Okay, next up. Next up, big one. Big one. Bruce. Wayne. The one element this Bruce Wayne has better, there's a few elements, but I'm going to say now it isn't my favorite. But one element this has better than the others is the, what I said earlier on about how the Riddler kind of gives us a new perception on his um, parents' mm-hmm. death. And I, so Bruce Wayne isn't really in this movie. Sure. But 
that is to like serve Batman's arc. And it's also Bruce's arc. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, exactly. So he's not in this movie, but there's a reason for that. Ex- yes, exactly. But I, my, the one thing I kept thinking when I left this movie, I'd see what you think about this. I think this movie is missing a scene because so, so like Batman's main arc in this movie, which we're going to talk about is him like learning to, it's about hope as much as it is about fear. Right. And how he can't do anything, everything as Batman. And I think what this movie was kind of missing was a scene at the end where Bruce Wayne does a press conference and he's like, oh yeah, Gotham is currently like completely destroyed. I'm going to donate this much money to help the city. And I like kept yeah. accept, expecting that scene to like help his arc, but it never happened. But I think that might be purposeful because maybe he isn't at that place yeah exactly that i did and then like only to i've been thinking about this movie a lot since i've watched it like oh. because there is so much to unpack for like arcs and that sort of thing right and then i was kind of like oh maybe that is just that maybe i will like completely disagree with that point when this movie has a trilogy or when it whatever mm-hmm. yeah because like i think there's like a huge flaw for this character right now is that he can't yeah um manage both sides at all yeah and he is and like it it makes perfect sense when i'm this is like the most grounded batman in terms of what being batman would do to somebody where like right there's a a bit where he's like going around in the daytime and he puts on sunglasses right because it hurts his eyes exactly i'm like that's clever and there's stuff like that where i'm like this makes sense for the character but it this it's kind of just an excuse for why it isn't the best Bruce Wayne. Sure. But who we, do you think is the best best Bruce Wayne? I don't want to go with um, Bale again. because I don't can... think it is. I, I, no. I kind of don't like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I get that. I completely get that. But when I think about it, I think... I keep thinking about... I really like the scene where he falls asleep in the boardroom meeting. I like mm. that. But I think I'd go Keaton. Sure, let's give it to Keaton. Okay, and we should say we were giving. Um, this is all live action. If that's not clear. Yeah. No, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, um, we knew who'd win the next round if we were talking about Kevin Conroy. Uh, you might disagree. Um, maybe, I, d- I, I don't might know. disagree. Is this the big? This is the big one. The best Batman. I um I think I have to go with yes. I think I've got to agree with you. This oh. because honestly, I, honestly, it would be a significant amount closer if Christian's Bale, Christian Bale's Batman's voice wasn't the way it was. That's interesting. What I can I okay, I'm gonna apologize for keep saying every part of this movie was my favorite part of the movie. But I just remembered part of this movie, which is hundred percent without a doubt the best part of this movie. Oh, okay. And like, I'm not going to change it after I've said this. Actually, I might change it. We'll see how I feel. Um, <laughs> the opening. Yes. Yeah. I was where, to say that. where all the all the thugs are running away from the shadows, and every time Robert Pattinson starts narrating in this movie, I'm like, this is the crap I live for. Where he's yeah. like, he's like, I can't be everywhere, but I. He's like, I hide in the shadows. 
I am the shadows. And, and the soundtrack just, behind it. Yeah. Oh my and, God, and, it, and so it's just good. so cool where like you see all these crimes happening. You're like, and then and in your mind, you're like, oh, Gotham isn't a good place. And then, and then it cuts back to the bat signal and they all notice the bat signal and they all get freaked out. And I'm like, that's, it's just so cool. And every time he's anywhere, he just very slowly just walks out of the shadows. And I'm right. like, this is a hundred percent. Like, like Christian Bale's Batman, I'm never bought into the idea that that is the kind of Batman who like is like an urban myth amongst criminals. Right. Yeah. Because, exactly. because he's driving a tank down the, the, the center of town. But this Batman is like, oh, I understand why people. And I think Michael Keaton's Batman has a good element of this as well. But I'm like, I understand why everyone is terrified of this guy. Right. But I think what this Batman has on Michael Keaton's Batman is this Batman feels so real. Yeah. Like this feels like an actual person. I feel like. I feel like this Batman, like especially the stealth, stealth, stealth elements aren't yeah. all there, um, but I, I, and you can use the excuse of it's a new Batman. Um, I mean, he does use some stealth thing because he hides in like the elevator or something. Oh, but that, besides... was, that was the most Batman thing I've ever seen when the elevator opens and no one's there. I was like, yes, Batman. <laughs> but like, he takes a lot of bullets to the chest, and like that isn't something Batman Batman do. They find a way to yeah, you know, yeah. they do. That moment of hesitation isn't there at all, but he's a new Batman, so they can use that crutch. But I don't know. I no, don't know you're right. What I what I was I had something to say about this Batman. It's just the I think something missing from Batman movies is that kind of narration, and I think it works really well here. Yes, definitely. And so, just seeing into this, I you, what you're saying about Batman being realistic, I don't. Like whenever people are like, oh, this superhero movie is so unrealistic. I don't, I don't care if like they've got fantastical powers and they can do whatever. And like, I don't care if like Ben Affleck's Batman can clear a room of 30 people in a super unrealistic way. I have problems with that Batman for other reasons, but like that doesn't bother me. But what I like about the realism here isn't in terms of gadgets and stuff like that. It's in terms of like his psyche and how he acts. And like what being Batman has done to him and all of that, I just loved. I think I get what you're saying. And I definitely agree with you. I think like just because the movie is grounded and realistic doesn't necessarily make it good. But I think at to the extent of which that is executed, it goes both ways in exactly. the spectrum. Yeah. And I think that although Michael Keaton, although the Tim Burton Batman is really good, I feel like it has more potential to be pushed into this fantastical Gotham, gothic world. But this one is just executed perfectly. Like it, it literally feels like yeah a, a real thing that happened because everything. I mean, there are some things, but it's extremely realistic and it's done really well. And like to, we've talked about his arc a little bit, but moments where it's like he something I really like his ending with this movie, like believing in hope and that sort of thing, I really liked as an idea for Batman because it's not something that's ever really explicitly been said in any of these movies. Right. And I, something I, I like kind of noticed today was a really cool parallel is every time he enters somewhere, like I've already said, he steps out of the shadows, just like, like in the chat, in like, at like the funeral and at the start of the movie, he always just slowly walks out of the shadows and you're like, Oh, this guy is terrifying. But in the movie ends with him lighting a flare and mm. leading a crowd of people. And I'm like, that is cool. 
Like that's that him. Is cool. Just, okay, so we're in we're in agreement. Yes, yes, we definitely are. Okay. Next up, we have gadgets and suit. Okay. Favorite suit, I think probably. I don't know. It might be tied with the Dark Knight suit. That's that, it, that I, I don't like. I don't like that suit. I like Ben Affleck's suit for like the look of it, and like it fits into that world well. It does fit into that world well. I I I, I think I'm. I really like the Dark Knight suit, but I think no, I think Batten's Pattinson's 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 <laughs> suit is my favorite. But when it comes to gadgets, no. Uh, yeah, because he doesn't. What what does he use? So he has you, a, like the, the adrenaline. Emblem? Yeah, the emblem, adrenaline. I really okay. liked the adrenaline. That was was that cool. adrenaline or was it venom? I thought it kind of it to me, in the because it doesn't. This is just a theory, but it kind of looked like the juice that like Bane uses. Yeah, it's ve- it's called venom. Is that called venom? Yeah, and I have heard other people saying that, and it could be. I, I think feel like really it's just cool. an Easter egg, if anything. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, because so, why would they put so much like emphasis on it if it was? And like, why would it, why is it so green? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the color of the Bane liquid. So, um, the taser that's good touch. Yeah. He uses the grappling hook really well. I think. That's true. The grappling hook. When he escapes prison, that is not prison. When he escapes the police station. And he has the contact lens that we talked about. The con that I that was good touch, and. Yes. And another, not I won't say this is my favorite scene, but another favorite scene of mine is him jumping off the police station. Mm. That is so cool for like seeing how he did that and how like he was actually scared of the heights. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but okay. So we're we're saying suits better and gadgets isn't. So what are we saying overall? Well, okay. It's so like the Dark Knight has like that sticky bomb launcher. Yeah. He has the gliding cape. He has yeah. the eyes that can like see through walls, kind of yeah. thing. He has the thing that picked up that guy. Like yeah. That, um, so I, yeah. So I, I'm happy to say no then. On yeah. You know what? You, You're yes. right. I get what you mean. I, I do just something about the suit. It's so practical. It's so. Can we give it a half point? No. <laughs> It can't be gadgets and it can't, it can't be gadgets. I, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, Peek behind the curtain. I wrote this list and I finished writing the list and there were 13 items on the list. And I looked at that and I was like, 13 is a really unsatisfying number. So I just combined. Um, okay. So we'll see. No, he takes, we do think this suits better, but the category is gadgets and suits and he doesn't have better gadgets. I, so. I, 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 side note, how does he get into that suit so fast everywhere? He goes? Oh my God. Nobody was talking about that. And he fits that's, it into his backpack. <laughs> that's the most unrealistic thing about this movie. I, I like the idea of him going around in like baseball cap and all that. I like that kind of idea of it. But then he just, but it all fits into his backpack. I'm like, how does the suit fit in there? But I like the elements of it, how like it does feel like he's just wearing normal boots. Yeah. Okay. I could talk about this movie for ages. Can you tell? I'm I am really interested about to talk about this next category because we will, I think we'll disagree. Oh no. Okay. Number eight, the Batmobile. You go first. The, this is not my favorite Batmobile. Okay, but are you trying to tell me 
that the scene with the Batmobile in wasn't the coolest scene in any Batman movie ever. Dude, it was so cool. But it kind of just looks like a car. Yeah, but that's the point. It's so okay, I what, get it, what, that's a point. But 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 if you're about okay, but, it, but, okay, but, the, this entire argument think, hinges think. on whatever you say the best one is, okay. Because there's a wrong answer. <laughs> well, honestly, my favorite Batmobile is tied between the Michael Keaton one and the Dark Knight one. I can't stand the Tumblr. I think it's dope. I don't I like it. Cool. Are you trying to tell me the Tumblr is better than this? I don't think this car looks like a... It, like, it doesn't look like Fantastical. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? I want my Batmobile to look cool, man. It Are you telling me this look didn't cool. look cool? No, I okay. I literally tried correcting myself right after I said it. So calm <laughs> down. Sorry. Okay, I get you what you're hang trying up to your say. Truman Show poster. Um, I get what you're. This is baffling for audio listeners. <laughs> no, I'll say Michael Keaton's Batmobile is my favorite. Okay, I will. I'll agree with you simply because I was just blinded by how cool this scene was. Well, it is very cool. Because, oh, just the bit, because it was in the trailer, but it was even cooler in the movie where, where like, there's an entire pileup and Batman goes up the ramp and goes through the fire and Penguin's like, I got you, I got you. And then the car flips and then you just get the slow shot of Batman yeah. walking towards, and then he does the uh-huh. lean down and look in. And I'm so just good. like, this guy is terrifying. But the car is Yeah, I get, I, I get where you're coming from because I was just blinded. Well, but like, it, I get it's a point, but like his suit is super cool, but the car is just like, it, like it needs like, it's yeah. missing an, like an it factor. I kind of get that. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I think I was just swept up in the scene. I was just. But hey, it's okay. You could, if, if you, if you want the Pattinson Batmobile no. to be your favorite, that's okay, but it's not going to be on this list. Okay, no, I get that because just the scene is so good. It is really good. Okay, so we are currently two thirds of the way through this list and it is a tie at the moment. Oh man. Which is good, all things considered, when you think about this is this version of Batman versus every other version. Every of single one. Yeah, Ben Affleck has not had a look in. Uh, Val Kilmer not had a look in. George Clooney not at all. Hey, he's if we're doing an attractive category, he he would be in the running. They all would be though. I feel like he's number two after Pattinson for most. It, no, if we're talking most attractive Bruce Wayne, he's got it. George Clooney. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Val Kilmer in that movie. Okay, but it's between the two underdogs, at least. Um, yeah. At least we agree Ben Affleck is not. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, number nine. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep getting sidetracked here. Something I really appreciated about this, Bat- if we talk about Ben Affleck, is how we've finished on about Batman, but how he so purposely went out of his way not to kill anyone. Do you yes. know... 
Like I apparent I read that this is the first Batman movie where Batman doesn't kill anyone since Batman and Robin. Did he kill people in the Dolan trilogy? But like there's like there's deaths that are his fault and they're kind of like, oh I don't he he says he doesn't kill, but like he definitely kills. Yeah. Do you know uh-huh. do you know what I mean? And it's it's like, do you know in um Batman Forever when he definitely kills Two Face? Oh yeah, that's... it's it's stuff like that. But anyway, he doesn't kill here, and I liked it when he was fighting the Riddler henchmen. He was like grappling them onto the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number nine. This is an easy one for me. Oh, Gotham City. This is definitely my favorite Gotham. Harlan is deep in thought here. Sure, I'll give you that. But the Tim Burton one, one Tim Burton's out. close. I, I, what I love about that. Number one, I think we see more of Gotham here. Like we see skylines and we see like wide shots more than you do in any of the other Batman movies. I just want to say something. Yeah. Look about Gotham. Uh huh. Some of the some of the Gotham scenes were filmed close to my house, and some of them were filmed close to your house. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. I just like what I liked about this Gotham was that it felt like a c- city that doesn't exist. Yes, because at times it is very like like buildings that exist in the UK. Like and like other the, times. Yeah, it's very gothic it, architecture, and like you get like their version of Times Square with all like the billboards. Yeah, and then at other times you're getting shots that are under the Chicago Metro as yeah. it's going through. And like so, the Iceberg Lounge is really cool as well. I just like, I've always, you're from Chicago, so you must be aware of this even more than I am. Mm-hmm. But in the Dark Knight trilogy, it just feels like a they've renamed a city. It, it, to be, Chicago is the most Gotham looking city for yeah. sure. It, like if you're ignoring the skyline, like if you get into the like nitty gritty, like under the train stations and stuff, it definitely looks yeah, like yeah. Gotham. Um, but it is missing like that gothic tone that the Burton like the, that kind of like m- like the architecture and the exactly. But like the, it just felt like a city that didn't exist. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It felt like Gotham. Yeah, because when you're watching the Dark Knight trilogy, I'm sure you especially must be like, oh, this is Chicago. Yes, and they would be like, oh, I, remember, I was walking down that street. And it's kind of, of it's thing. kind of to do with like the really wide streets as well. Mm-hmm. and that sort of thing but here it just it feels like a place that doesn't exist yeah for sure but like yeah. also it would yeah exactly it doesn't feel un- it feels like you've just like fallen into a parallel universe which kind of is the point i suppose yeah so that's an easy one to to um the batman has the best and also it was like personified really well yeah than- and like it felt like a grungy place you'd hate to live but like a the a people felt it felt like like the city was one a character in the story. Yeah, yeah, because you get moments at like the funeral and mm-hmm. bits like that. And um, like I said, a big part of that is the opening. Yeah, you get so many wide shots, and then you get the criminal element really played out well here. Number ten, I don't know where I stand on this, so maybe you can talk to me one way or the other. Is the action? Should we just go through the action scenes very quickly? You got them all down? You no, can recite just them off all? The top of my head. Number one, the opening where he beats up those guys. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Number two, 
There's you not mean Catwoman. There, there's, yeah, Catwoman. That's I I liked kind of the long shots here. It was very different to MCU action, and not like I'm saying MCU MCU is so bad because they're all the same. But I liked different. I th- I think I think this one takes best action. Okay, I I I don't like have strong feelings either way, so I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, because I think like honestly, like the action in my opinion is not like crazy good. Like is that is that like mind blowing? Like you yeah. see this movie because like of hand to hand combat. Exactly. And I think I think that also could be like a sound design thing or just like I think also it's because Batman isn't necessarily good at what he's doing. So he gets pummeled around almost as much yeah. as any of the other criminals do. Um, I, I honestly I think the reason why we think the action is so good in this movie is because of the next following two categories that we're about to talk about. And I think we're gonna true. talk about these very briefly. <laughs> So the movie takes action. There is, there is no, yeah, action. We can give it to the Batman for these next two categories. There is no doubt in my mind that the Batman has the best version of them, and we can talk about them. Number one, eleven. Actually, okay, I under, I would understand if you disagreed with me on number eleven. Actually, now I think about it, do you disagree? It's music, I should say. We can see the list. People at home can't. It's music. I do disagree with you. Okay, are you going Danny Elfman? Oh, God. <laughs> this, is, this is really hard because it's putting like three of my favorite composers of all time against each other. Yeah. Because you got Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I just don't think there's... You okay? So at the start of this episode, obviously, I was doing the joke about singing the Batman theme, and that has been in my head since I've watched this movie. And I think it is so recognizable, but I don't think Hans Zimmer has done that for The Dark Knight. No, but you listen to the soundtrack, and you're like, "Man, this is really good." Because we were, yeah, me but... and my buddy were listening to it on the right way there to the movie. That's interesting. I yeah, I I would understand if you said Danny Elfman is better. I w- I would disagree with um, Hans Zimmer, and not like. Yeah, obviously Hans Zimmer has done amazing work on other films, but if we're talking, I'm gonna have to say it's not. But I'm not gonna be able to tell you which one is, just because it's so close. And but it's so close, but it isn't like that good. Where I'm like, this is the best one. Just to talk, to talk about the music a little more. I there there were cool moments. Like I don't know if you noticed. I can't remember when it was, but there was a bit where like they had a bat screeching like incorporated into the music. Hmm. And I'm like, that's clever. So are we go- I can go mute. I can go not for music. I'm happy with that. Okay. Although I feel like I I just think this might be my favorite superhero score ever. It's definitely up there. More than like Avengers. I don't the Avengers isn't that recognized. They've got the one thing, and then the rest of the movie is fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Like, I would understand if you were telling me Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Top three would be Raimi's Spider Man. Um, I do listen to Raimi's Spider Man like literally on a daily basis. Yeah. So I would go Raimi's Spider Man, Elfman, Batman. Maybe you'd go Superman, nineteen seventy-eight. Do you not not a fan? Recognizable, but not my favorite. Okay. And and then I'd go this as well. I think they're the four. If you start okay. talking about soundtracks instead of scores, entirely different, but that's... Yes, exactly. Because then you have Spider-Verse, which is great, and obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. And 
Let's not even do that to ourselves. Okay, number 12. I think the e- easily the easiest category to score. Which is which this number this this category is cinematography. Obviously. It Batman was so good. Oh. This movie was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I thought we were saying which movie no. was better than this. No. I think it's Batman and Robin. <laughs> it was so, such a good look. It's just... It is. It's, it's, it's just it's they, the really, they really hold on to shots for a while, and that's kind of why this movie is three hours long. But it's just how slowly Batman just walks out of the shadows and just appears. Yeah. And like the, And, like, the, the scene where they um, arrest Falcone and you have the elevator open nobody's there you see batman all the lights cut out and then you just get him walking through and like the machine gun fire lighting it up every single shot in this movie is purposeful and then ones that are just kind of needed to be there for continuity for continuity's sake there's something special in that scene yeah and i think like i think one thing that's really easy to point out is um when bruce wayne is getting um selena kyle ready to go into iceberg lounge for the first time and there's just this train going by them and it yeah. makes a boring scene like that much cooler what so. what a, what a man matt reeves is yeah and and i know i've talked about this bit already but the batmobile emerging from the shadows and it's the real slow reveal and it's kind of how like the batmobile appears like batman does just out of the shadows and then it jumps forward and stops yeah and then penguin just moments like that i'm like this movie and that was that's also to do with sound design and that sort of thing but moments like that especially when batman's walking towards the flipped over car and then he bends over yeah you're like you're like never i don't i can't remember moments in a batman movie when i'm sitting there absolutely floored just by the cinematography yeah because and even would it be controversial to say this has perhaps the best cinematography of any superhero movie? What would your counter argument be? No, you're totally right. Because because I you watch I can't think of a superhero movie where like the cinematography itself has blown me away. No other superhero movie has been treated like such an art house movie in this. Yeah, because this is. I would say the only one that's come close is Joker. I was just thinking that because apart from Joker, I I I had no other superhero movie has been so unlike a superhero movie because this is such a detective movie. This is such a film noir movie. Yeah, that's something we never talked about. How this movie is by like my fa- the one thing I've always wanted out of Batman that this movie gave us live action Batman I should say is a good detective story. Yes. Okay. I just, oh, just that. It looks so good. One thing I want to add is just like Matt Reed, like this is this, this all, the fact that it's so good and it happened during such a huge hurdle in movie making, which was the pandemic. Mm. Like Robert Pattinson got sick in the middle of it and it's in the, Matt Reeves had to direct it like in a van down the street. Like they had to do all these things and the fact that it's still so perfect, it's just mind blowing. So do, do you know, so do you know how for like the Mandalorian, um, they use the big screens instead of green screens. Mm-hmm. They didn't use those exact screens, but they did something similar for this movie because of lockdown. 
And I feel like that really helped with building Gotham. For sure, totally. Okay, just just as a side point, before we get to the results, I've seen people making videos about, oh, um, I'm more interested in DC at the moment than I am in Marvel. And like, I, I think we're on the same page with a whole Marvel versus DC debate. Yes. Where we're like, who cares? Um, who cares? As long, I literally just want to go to the movies and exactly. see something again. But having said that, what I'm really loving from DC at the moment is how these creatives can just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you are kind of lacking that at, obviously, stuff like the last Marvel movie to come out was Spider-Man No Way Home, and obviously that was incredible. But I, what I really love is, especially when you watch Peacemaker and you watch this and like the Suicide Squad, it's just you get directors in and you let them make what they want to make. I think I look at it like I'm actually a little bit worried for DC right now. Yeah. Especially with their because hold on. Let me. I think Marvel is on their own path and I love the path they're going on. Yeah. I because am it all is for it. it is an anthology thing. Everything looks the same. Right. Everything feels the same to an extent. And DC was trying to do that same exact thing for a long time and it mm-hmm. didn't work. And now they're just like, okay will do something else and now they're just making kind of their own solo things letting creatives do whatever they want and it's working but i'm actually really worried for this next black adam movie yeah because it do you did you see the preview yeah, right yeah. before the movie started that was a heroes thing they were talking about heroes that are going to be introduced and they had black adam who is yeah not a hero to- the, that that the, the but the the reason I feel worried about Black Adam is because out of all these projects, it feels the most MCU to me. It does feel MCU in the uh... way, kind of the way it looks, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just Dwayne Johnson casting. I'm kind of like, oh, that feels MCU. I think <laughs> all the DCEU projects feel in... MCU-ish to me. Yeah. So, so what what we Aquaman, have so like the Flash, Aquaman two. Shazam 2. Shazam 2. I get what you mean. But then, like, I, I I completely get what you're saying when you say, oh, you look forward and you feel worried. But when you look, the last three things DC has done is the Batman, Peacemaker, and the Suicide Squad. And those three are three truly incredible. Yes. True, like, like, on another level compared to, like, so much. Like, Peacemaker one of easily the best superhero shows ever. The Suicide yeah. Squad, best DCEU movie ever, like, not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. And then, according to this, what we've just done, the Batman's <laughs> um, winning in Batman categories as well. I think they've just done three truly incredible things, and they're all so, like, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are so different from the Batman, and I love that. Yeah. That you get different things i think it's interesting how people are saying like oh i'm done with marvel i'm going to dc like it's not like you can't it's not like oh i like this one so i can't like the other 100 yeah, percent. i'm not i'm because what what when i say what i love when i say what i love about dc is that they're getting creators in and they're letting them do what they want when i say that i'm not saying it as an insult to marvel i'm no, saying not it as a compliment to dc yeah. So I'm like, it's great that thing. DC is doing this. And and like, yeah, maybe Marvel should let their directors get a bit more free reign on stuff, but we don't know how that would work with the overall vision of things and blah, blah, blah. 
Right, because a lot of it, it's pretty disconnected. Like, the Peacemaker and, like, the Suicide Squad are a part of the DCEU, but just barely. Yeah. I think just because James Gunn probably wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I get what you mean. And I, and I don't care that there's not one big shared... And obviously, I, I would love a shared DC universe. Like, I'm known on TikTok for making my dream DCEU, where it's just like the MCU and you get all that something. And I would love that. But it doesn't annoy me that DC is now going, oh, let's make a Batman in this universe and let's make... Um, right. I don't care that everything's separate now because I'd love to see a good Justice League movie. But yeah. I, I, I'm i not bothered that they're going doing things separately. And I think, like, with time, it'll come naturally. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I feel, And it'll be, it'll be an interesting one because I feel like they might do a Justice League movie, but you could get, like, Peacemaker in it or something like that. Right. Yeah, they and, could do, like, a grounded Justice League. Well, actually, would that'd be kind of stupid. But yeah, yeah, but you you know what I mean. Like they, it, it would be different to what you yeah. expect in the comics. And like, part of me is like, oh, if I could choose, I would rather a really solid DC universe and a really solid Marvel universe, just because before the MCU existed, I think people, I don't know, it's I think DC definitely has more iconic characters and more iconic villains. And part of me just really would love that. Yeah. Okay. Last thing, this I feel like this is gonna be a long episode, but not an issue for me. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> just to say, out of the twelve categories, uh, one, two, three, four, five, it seven, five. So the Batman wins seven of them. Is this your favorite Batman movie? Um. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want I'm go, I'm going to say yes bearing in mind I've only seen it once and that could very easily change. I I, I well, I've seen it twice and even though I was kind of bored the second time I well yeah I do. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's just because I love just like a not a good looking movie but just like a movie with I don't, I don't it was, know it was definitely a prestige in simple terms like it was a I prestige just, superhero film. Yeah, and I just kind of like that now more oh, yeah. than The Dark Knight. Yeah, I get that. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, last thing to talk about. We've cut, we've talked about this. What would you want to? What would you want to see a sequel? Do you want a sequel? Do you want more spin-offs? Well, with sequels coming, we know a sequels coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I'm excited for the spinoffs, but I'm more anxious to see a sequel just because Batman has so much more developing character-wise to go. So when it comes... So the spinoffs we know are happening is Penguin, a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. There's a Gotham PD one, which I'm not interested in, to be honest. They'll find a way to make it Just because it's just... Gotham again? Is that not just the TV show Gotham? Dude, what is it with like people thinking we'd be interested in anything but Batman and Batman? Like Pennyworth? Yeah. Did anybody watch that? Yeah, exactly. But I so so what I was gonna say is though with with what Disney Plus has done to superhero TV, you can put. It wouldn't surprise me if Batman appears in the Penguin TV show for an episode or something. That's like true. That. Like they could do that, and it wouldn't be out of like that is something that feasibly could happen because it's it's not out of the blue, and I would be up for that. And but 
obviously I'm more excited for sequel. I'd love to see something Catwoman. I think yeah, I'd me rather too. see if I if I could choose any of these characters in this movie apart from obviously Batman, that's the one I'd choose to explore more. And what's the third show supposed to be? There's a third show. Oh yeah. Um okay, I'll look up. Um that. I, what I was going so d- would Mr. Freeze be your villain choice? Um I don't know. A part okay. of me is really anxious to see Barry Keegan's Joker. I uh, not yeah. anxious but like antis- I'm like excited I, for it. But like I don't want a Joker right. I think I think I think Mr. Freeze could be interesting. Oh, okay. Sorry. The third spin-off, which I quite like the idea of this, is an Arkham Asylum type thing. Yeah, that could be really cool. And and I feel like you'd get Joker in that. And I'm happy for that. I'm happy to see the Joker in this TV show. I just don't want him to be the main villain in the next movie. Ditto. And I feel like the only issue, like I feel like Mr. Freeze would make a better villain in the third movie. I get that. Because I want, because Mr. Freeze is a lot of story. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, you'd have to focus a lot on Mr. Freeze. But I feel like if you had Batman as a, like almost as developed as he's ever, his, like in the third movie, he's like, he is Batman or as we've come to know him, like the playboy, you know, like all that stuff. Yeah, but counterpoint, I think you could do really interesting things with batman and mr freeze's stories together because if this batman's now working more towards hope that's something that definitely factors into mr freeze's character of batman doesn't want to scare mr freeze he wants to give mr freeze hope right and i think true and i think you could do interesting things as well if if you could do like ah the reason his wife died is because he didn't get enough funding because he works for a neglected um part of wayne industries that's true. And then Bruce Wayne needs to go into Wayne Industries and see what's going on. And they're like, oh, what's Bruce Wayne? Doing? But anyway, these are oh, smart. That's really, true. That's smart. I keep seeing people saying Poison Ivy. I don't think should fit in the world, but I do want to see a Poison Ivy. Sure. I think it would be interesting with climate change at the moment because we haven't had a good Poison Ivy in live action since climate change has been such a thing on the public consciousness. Okay. I thought you were to say since Uma Thurman. I was like, yeah, what? we haven't had a good poison <laughs> ivy. <laughs> um, yeah, would you want to see a robin down the line, but not in the sequel? Okay, that's interesting. I saw a Robert Pattinson. I just want to see. Yeah, I think I get that. I just like the idea of Robin, and Robert Pattinson <laughs> said in an interview that if he if they did Robin, he would want it to be an actual kid. Yes, for not, sure. Not just another adult that's running around with him. And I agree with that. But then he was like, then you have to explore the idea of why Batman is doing this obviously horrible thing. Like, and wouldn't, that's it be, kind of... wouldn't it be cool if Robin was the kid with the parents who died in the first movie? I quite like, I liked that kid. And I liked when like he was looking at Batman and you could see Batman was upset about it. Yeah, I think and that'd then, be cool. I think, yeah. well, whatever. Yeah, I, I I liked what Robert Pattinson said because what Robert Pattinson said gives me hope about them doing it because he was like, you, you'd have to do something where, like, because he was like, you'd have to, like, give a reason why Batman is doing this obviously horrible thing. Like, right. this obviously wrong thing, and it is wrong. And, like, in the TV show Titans, which I haven't seen all of, but 
in that TV show, Batman doesn't appear loads, but it is kind of a frame that shows kind of framed as, oh, Batman's a bad person because oh. he just keeps training up kids to to fight for him. And like when like oh when a kid breaks someone's legs, he's like, oh, good job. And like these people are now obviously scarred because of this. And I like and I like that idea of just being like, yeah, obviously this is a bad thing for him to do because every other time we've seen Robin in live action or really in general, it's kind of like, oh yeah, just fun to bring this kid about and like make some jokes. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we have talked about this movie for a while. Yes, as it deserves. I I just have, can you tell? I, 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 before we start recording, I said I might be a bit low energy because I'm slow, so sleep deprived. But the second we started talking about this movie, I was like, I've got so much to say <laughs> and I'm so passionate about it. I don't, I have not shut up this episode, but I've got a lot to say about this movie. All right. But with that said, I think it's time to end the podcast. Yeah. Adios, guys. It's been. No. Oh. I had a whole plan, Dean. Sorry if this has been a long episode or whatever. Um, yeah, well, you watched it all, so all you don't seem to mind. Yeah, yeah. I've just, you know, I have a, I have a lot to say about this movie, and I haven't had a much chance to talk about it since I watched it. So this has been good for me. <laughs> do you have any friends that talk about movies as much as we do? Yeah, but I haven't seen them. Um, recently enough the only talk I had was on the walk back from the cinema with Will it was with Will Will (laughs) told me he was going to listen to this episode let's see if he listens to the entire thing hi Will Will if you're listening to this please message me and yes and say oompa loompa okay then we know you've listened to the whole thing Um, yes I, please don't listen to this next to me, though, because the one time you did that, that was a real weird experience. <laughs> he had his earphones in and like he kept just laughing and he'd look at me and go, that was funny, Dean. And, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, OK. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Adios, everybody. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Yes, subscribe, like or. Yeah, that's about it, because I think you subscribe on Spotify, too. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Uh, but <laughs> follow us both on TikTok if you don't already. Do you think there's any people that listen to us that aren't from TikTok? Yeah, but they might follow one of us. No, that's true. They might just follow me because obviously I'm better. <laughs> Do you remember that guy who said that um, you were so much better than me, but he didn't follow you and he followed me? Yeah, that was really funny. Some guy commented on my TikTok today saying, You are by far the worst person on TikTok and all your opinions are wrong. And I clicked on his profile and he followed me. <laughs> so I replied saying, Why do you follow me, lol? And then he unfollowed me. <laughs> anyway, this has gone on for long enough. We'll see you next week where we'll talk about a bad movie. Probably Catwoman. Bye. <laughs>